Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like that. There you go. Yep. Test, test, test. We're good on audio. Uh, everyone sounds great. This is great. Okay, here we go in three, two, one. I just had the weirdest dream back on the bus there. Do you ever have those dreams that are just completely real? I mean, they're so vivid. It's just like completely real. It's like there's always something bizarre going on in those. I have one about every two years or something. I always remember them really good. It's like there's always someone getting run over or something really weird. Um, one time I had lunch with Tolstoy. Another time I was a roadie for Frank Zappa. Anyway, so this dream I just had, it was just like that, except instead of anything bizarre going on, I mean, there was nothing going on at all. I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, and this is episode 626. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm here with Brian. He liked to hit old ladies in his car and then drive back around the block and then come home like nothing happened, done away. <laughs> Have you been watching me all week? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Film Slacker, we, uh, well, we, uh, hey man, I just had the weirdest dream of the bed back there. Have you ever had one of those dreams that was completely fabricated from your memories of the 1990s and then streamed on HBO Max Max, where you're walking around town following the local anarchists slash rebels slash conspiracy theorists slash your mom's new boyfriend sucks slash get a job, you darn hippie slash dude, do you ever shut up types? I mean, those kind of dreams are so vivid. It's, just completely real it's like a choosy on your favorite social media platform the nightmare is real <laughs> anywho i know what i got to show you guys i know what i got to show you guys man man this will blow your gourd i have this friend she's a butthole doctor in texas all right one of those colonologists slash surfers who hangs tin with a camera right up your chocolate starfish to see if she can find your head when it gets stuck so far up your own ass that you can't shut up talking about it so she sent me this through the mail, like some mislabeled Colgard sample that came to my front door. Hey, this isn't my Amazon order. 
Right, right, right. So, do you guys want to buy Madonna's bananas? But bananas, bananas. <laughs> so, do you guys want to buy Madonna's butt smear or what, Randy? <laughs> Pencil game or slap fight? Why not both? Damn it, Texas! Everything doesn't always have to be bigger. That's <laughs> the truth. Oh my lord, you're making me hate this movie just hearing you say that. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. Also with us today, Randy. Everyone in this movie looks like they helped found id software. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Have you ever woken up from a dream where you're falling from a height? How could your brain know exactly what that feels like if you've never fallen like that before in real life? We're all just living in a simulation. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, oranges are orange, so we should call limes greens. Because when you need to clean off the bar of soap, you don't use other soap. You just use water. You don't clean soap with other soap. And you can't fix a dude with problems by rubbing him with another dude. You have to wash him <laughs> off. Why doesn't anyone ever build a restaurant between IHOP and Waffle House and serve waff cakes? I bet they would be delicious. There's no reason. <laughs> reason for the alphabet to be in any particular order man we impose order upon the alphabet and then we teach the next generation that they have to adhere to the order and they just believe it because little humans are wired to believe what we tell them so lmnop am i right okay i gotta move on be real man be real <laughs> i think it says something that even when you're making a parody of the 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 inane uh, monologues from this movie it sounds like right. it could have easily just come from this movie yeah a little bit right <laughs> i'd like to believe that we can do it better yeah maybe we can well let's find yeah. out when we talk to brian this movie could have been a genius short film ibit yeah, I really, really wanted to do Billy Joel's uh, uh, pressure with Slacker. You know, that's the thing I had oh. kind of in mind in the beginning. Mm, yeah. But um, another song really came to light, and it's uh, one of the greatest songs in pop history that's about both infidelity and gaslighting. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. All right. Randy came in and he made his watch Slacker recorder for the film sack show. Picture this, it's a film about Austin, said that we should give it a go. How could I predict that it would be so hard to stay awake? How long did this experimental movie take that guy to make? Maybe it's because you stayed up too late last night. Maybe you were waking by the sound of a cat fight. Could have been that I forgot to shut off the light. There's a lot of reasons that my eyes were shut tight. Worked really hard throughout the whole day. Sitting for a movie on the couch you lay. You could explain your exhaustion away. I'll tell you what during the podcast you should say. Conspiracy guy with the coffee. I was asleep. Dude with the backpack TV. I was asleep. Typewriter that you got her. I was asleep. Madonna's pubic hair and Water. I was asleep. Got his change for the paper. I was asleep. Maybe me for a movie later. I was asleep. Picks a vision camera. I was asleep. Hit and run with the grandma. I was asleep. <laughs> you know, I'm hesitant to say this. <laughs> I don't. I think this. You now have a new challenge to beat that yes. one. That was the best. <laughs> is that, uh, by is that far, the by far, it was the best choice of song. The best uh, use of like the rap bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you okay. top that, dude. Well, I get to use my shaggy impersonation too, which is really just pushing your tongue kind of towards the front of your mouth as much as you can. Yeah, while you're, you're, you know. here, 
Yeah. Yeah. How, how interesting, though, would it have been if you could have found a Madonna song that had been covered by the guitarist Pat Smear? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pat Smear. <laughs> uh, good old Pat Smear. Good old Pat Smear. Uh, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to play the Fletcher intro. I need, uh, excuse me, fake Fletcher. And I need to, I need to preface this. <laughs> oh, no. I decided to set this thing to maximum. Uh, I forget the setting they call it, but basically oh, it's sort of like, oh, let it kind of just go all over the place. Okay. This may have been a horrible mistake, and I'm warning you guys now, <laughs> but I'm playing it anyway. So enjoy this fake Fletcher moment as it describes the film Slacker. Slacker, a day in the life of Austin, Texas, as the camera roams from place to place and provides a brief look at the overeducated the social misfits, the outcasts, and the oddballs. No one in this went on to do anything else ever, except the director, of course. It's mostly weird and sometimes compelling. I should know. I'm a medical doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So it did that, and I went, should I redo it? And then I went, no. I'm no, I think that it, I think it's appropriate. It. it feels like yeah. uh, like everything here was the first take. So I think you should use the first the take. first take. That's a good point. That's right. No editing yeah. today. Even if we screw something up today, somebody could say some horrible joke and 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 regret it or right. whatever. I'm not yeah. editing it because we're going to stay with the theme of the film and shoot one theme once. of the film. Take the first take. That's use right. The first take. Uh, this is Richard Linklater's uh, first real you know feature film called Slacker. Came out in uh, depends on who you trust. 89 said uh said where i watched it uh yeah we've talked uh, yeah we've talked a little bit about it it's an independently right. film independent film released at some uh like you know film festivals. Film festivals yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then got a little wider release not much so the, a little bit yeah. like the date the date i'm going to care about is that it was filmed in august and september of 1989 yeah all yeah. of its all of its like grow, growth to prominence and, and later like it won an independent spirit award or something or it was nominated um, that's like it happened so far after the movie was made, right? Yeah. But like right. it was made in the uh, late summer of 1989. It was, obvi- it was obviously enough to propel things for him because he pretty quickly rolled right into filming uh, Dazed and Confused, which I think is an amazing film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think this one is interesting in its experimentation. I think the fact that it, uh, Kevin Smith's gone on record to say this is 100, the 100% inspiration point for him even doing clerks mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah a few Very other obvious. filmmakers have said the same like this had a huge impact on people but maybe maybe i'm wrong about this and i alluded to it in the intro it just feels like this is really interesting at about 30 minutes mm-hmm. yeah you go longer than that, that long yeah I give it yeah 20 15 when he gets in the ta- as soon as he gets in the taxi cab about five minutes later, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have used, you know, it would have been great. And I, I'm not saying like strip out any of the individual people, but maybe make their their whole diatribes shorter. And and I don't know, I think I would take out some of the this people. Is, this, is my, about it. this is my main this is my main problem with it is the mm-hmm. diatribes. Like you're saying, the the problem is it's all a single voice. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's coming from the individuals. We have a bunch of different actors yeah. that were picked up around you know town, and it's it's an amazing feat of what he did here, and it's amazing filmmaking. However, it's just not very interesting, interesting, especially to people in our time. In my in, in is, my opinion, yeah. in my which opinion. is which is why I think you you almost need this movie to happen right before uh, like Reservoir Dogs and mm. uh, Pulp Fiction because. 
uh, like yes. you, you wouldn't maybe know that it was a real genius move that Tarantino was able to put different voices in different people's yes. faces. You know, like, right. like, ter- wow, like we are on the same page. That was exact thing, same thought I thought too. I was like, wow. This is like Pulp Fiction, but Pulp Fiction took it to Right. I was thinking Pulp Fiction too watching this because you've got that same kind of thing like, all right, this, you know, these people are connected to this person only because they were in the same place at the same time. And when the pancake shop gets robbed, these these people are already here. And this person's only connected to this guy because he showed up to, you know. Uh, get his keys or something. <laughs> I need to watch Pulp Fiction again, but <laughs> right, but <laughs> kind mean, of along the same lines. Like you know, it's they're they're loosely connected only by proximity and not necessarily by overlapping storylines. And, like they're in and it could have been arranged like this movie too. And I'm glad it wasn't. Oh God, because that's no. that's no. one of the joys of Pulp Fiction. You know, and like I'm, you know, I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, but like. It's it's impressive the, a lot of the little bits and especially that it was like his second movie, and here you've got the first movie, and so I feel like we're supposed to give him a lot of credit, right? Like you're supposed oh. to give a, a a pretty young actor like we see him in the back of the cab and we hear yeah. him all through yeah. the beginning of the movie, and you're like, oh wow, that's a that's the guy making the movie, okay? Like yeah, I feel like you're supposed to give him some credit because it's a first outing and he oh, does a yeah. reasonably yeah. good job. You know? I, and yeah. it's a, and it's a very clever concept. Like the thought, all right, you know, let's look at the day to day or the day life of of all these people as you are yourself, kind of like a person walking around Austin eavesdropping on all these people or seeing these kids peeping Tom or breaking into the pot machine, kicking it and stuff like that. Right, like right. you are a mem- you are a person on the street in Austin along with these people. But I'd say don't begin your movie with a hit and run and then not live up to that level of interest and excitement throughout the whole well throughout much of right. the Yeah, I agree. I kind of felt like if a natural stopping point would have been the restaurant because I was kind of in till then uh, with the weird lady and the whole medical doctor crap she kept saying. Oh, yeah. You should stop. You should stop. Because at least stop. it was weird and different. And yeah. and also yeah. the lady, right before that guy passed the old lady on the road, she says, the next person to pass us will die in a fortnight or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he walks by and I went, all right, well, they're going to make some reference to him almost getting hit by a car, which they did. Uh, yeah. If you want to end your movie, you have screen go blank kind of Tony Soprano style and have the sound of a car hitting something and then music runs like that's your that's your movie. You're done. (laughs) That's pretty good. Actually, I I like that. Yeah. And one of my one of my main problems with the film is is the maybe the subject matter. The filmmaking's fine. The idea of doing this is fine. I I don't really particularly find uh, any anybody likable. Oh, hell no. subject of of <laughs> right. slacker because i mean it's you know it's these people are supposed to be we're trying to talk, talk about slacker kind of in a positive we're supposed to kind of take it in a positive like oh there's a positive you know there's a positive to be an anarchist there's a positive to be in a hippie is it because i just got positive. that they were insufferable and annoying i never got that's that what you were positive. picking up because they were not it's it's like i don't want to be here i felt uncomfortable i'm like i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to listen because they were yeah. all single-sided conversations one person talking yeah. while other person 
is just trying not to be there. I would right. I prefer exactly to trying to get out of this conversation. Like, right. <laughs> like the two people at the beginning, uh, relatively good. The, the guy, the conspiracy guy carrying the big glass that I can't tell if it's a coffee or a Bloody Mary. He's and, totally um, stole it from the place though. You can't do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But the, you know, and he's like, Oh, can I walk with you? And they're like, no, we're in a hurry. And it's like, yeah, I felt yeah. like I wanted to be those people throughout the whole film and say, <laughs> like sorry, no, I'm in a hurry. Yeah, I feel like I was a hostage this whole film, and that was a bad yeah. feeling. And I'm like, I yeah. don't it, want to feel it like is. I'm a it is. Uh, so the the big takeaway for me, almost 100 percent of my takeaway from this movie, is that every generation wants to think they're the hip ones. Yeah, and when they're I'm at a certain age, you're thinkers. you're young, yeah. your late teens, your early twenties, you think you know everything, and then you've got right. a little bit of knowledge because you're starting to go to college and it's starting to permeate your life. And so you're starting to talk in these philosophical ways and it's everything from just being drunk and talking about the Smurfs to, you know, big yeah. government things or conspiracies about JFK or whatever. And that, you know, this is a generation that is just slightly ahead of, uh, at least me and Brian's these, you know, he, these guys would have been see 89. We were 19, 20. These guys would have been that, you know, or a little older than right. that. Most of these actors in their sixties now, uh, Actors, sorry, I how use dare that you? Word. Time, yeah. how dare you? <laughs> how, how dare I call them actors? But anyway, the point right. is, uh, they, they, we all, everyone does it. Gen Z does this with some, some shitty little art movie. Now, somebody did it when they were millennials. Prior to this, it was a bunch of beatniks and hipsters in the fifties. Like, it, this just was another one of those. And it, and it kind of at I, the same time, it, it went. I went. Oh right, we all think we're this until we're yeah. not. And then my, but then I also went. This is insufferable. These people annoy the shit out of me. And I, I and love the end. Though. That's, but that's supposed the, to be entertaining. I think like this is. So you got to understand, like this is entirely couched in actual intellectualism. It's just, yes, yes. it's just, it's just not shown. So right. these people are all up and down the drag on in Austin, and they are surrounded by this massive institution of learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I was actually a little annoyed that the film made Austin look like a, uh, a, a paved wasteland yeah, when it was actually like, it's a, this beautiful city that's just covered in trees. I'm like, where are the trees? Maybe in 89, they didn't have trees yet, but I just like, I, I started over as the film was going on, you know, I started out hating it like everybody. And then I find myself trying to find things to, to like, and I realized Every single person you're ever going to hear speak in this movie is someone who got a little learning and then took off <laughs> on the wrong path. They ended up trusting yeah. the film. They talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. They ended up getting focused on something that's wrong or misinformation or whatever. Right. And that's like all their brain can can do now. And like that's kind of interesting because if one if you just put one like genuinely smart person in all of this, right. I don't know if it would work. Like I, I'm kind of like uh, I, like I mean the name yeah. Slacker comes from what I don't that that part I had well, a hard well, time finding information on. Does anyone well, know what we, that we, meant? We, we were taught we were calling so, so our generation Gen X uh, we we got labeled as slackers because when the previous generation looked at us they said oh they don't want to work and we were kind of that unmotivated uh anarchist we're like 
Yeah, that's we're just, but it's every generation, right? Like, right. Every, every generation this. goes through this and, you know, and yeah, that was, that was our generation's, you know, hippie anarchist, right, whatever right. you want to call it is, mm. you know, it's, we're trying to change the world, but we did it through music. And I was kind of bummed that we didn't approach that because our generation mm. is marked by a rebellion through music. Well, I didn't so were the 60s, so were the 70s. I mean, it's always yeah, this. Yeah. It is touched on a bit in the movie. Like, they end up at the Connell Club near the end of this thing, and I'm like, thank yeah. you. Finally, we get, like, the side of Austin that makes sense to me yeah, right. in this context. Well, Which and, is yeah, such to, a huge music town. And they, yeah, yeah, just yeah to, I was going to say, to to to, if it's, or to Dunaway's credit, like, Austin is so known for their music scene. It's like, yeah. why didn't you lean into that more? It. They had the one guy who was on his way to a a band thing and then talk to Tiffany for too long. And then exactly. They even had the, they even had the, the moment where they could have introduced all that stuff. I think I was disappointed in that because I felt like they didn't get a chance there, to explore it. But like, are... this is a big plate for a young director. Yes. To try to build. It's a big mm-hmm. plate. And mm-hmm. and I, I think he has this germ of an idea that I yeah. really like, and I, I can't help like wanting it fixed somehow yeah. like yeah. there's yeah. this there's this recurring theme in this movie where people are gonna go do something and then they don't and, yeah. and it's yeah. like they're gonna go to a movie Fire. and then they right. don't and then they're and gonna then go to, out of the mood of the movie yeah yeah and it's like even when they actually get to a couple of women who are going to get into a club uh-huh. like yeah. they do the whole the transfer of the wrist stamp thing mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. oh which which i think by the way i mean should we touch on that that's got to be the yeah. thing that gross got out the most is oh, licking yeah. the uh licking the wrist to to transfer, to transfer. The, the stamp oh 100 yeah. percent. it was that and the concept of madonna's pap smear but yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. our butthole right. surfer tried to make a madonna pap smear sale right there on the street was yeah, dude. Probably She's one of the gross. Most. She was gross. Also, yeah. uh, I didn't know until I finished the movie and then was looking around uh, that she was the drummer for the Butthole Surfers. That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. And the uh, the guy who has changed, who's who. I love the credits, by the way. Like the the names of the people. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, disturbed yacht owner is the. You yeah. should stop. You should stop. You should yeah. Stop. Um, <laughs> but uh, has changed the guy who like two for one uh, special. That guy is the lead singer or was one of the founders of the band Poi Dog Pondering, which which I remember hearing in the '90s and being like, oh, what a great band. And then they just kind of disappeared. But uh, I don't know if they were they were just a local Austin thing. Randy, were they around when you lived there? Yes, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and I'll tell you the the more prominent one when I lived in Austin. Uh, that's connected to this movie was the guy who does the rant in the continental club is whammo the lead singer of asylum street spankers which oh really which is not i i realize it's not really a band with a lead singer per se it's a huge it's always this big conglomerate this thing yeah but um asylum street on tms yeah yeah, they are like a they're like an institution when I live in Austin. And I thought it was really funny that he's just like a, he's, he seems kind of like a normal guy of this movie and not like some weirdo singer. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, uh, which guy was he? Was he the conspiracy guy? Oh, there were so many conspiracy yeah, exactly guys. Exactly narrow it down. Not, not the, not the, he wasn't the main conspiracy guy who started yeah. with, with walking down the street with the glass, right? The, not no, him. There was okay. The guy, I mean, there was the guy, you know, sitting on the chair next to the two dudes having a comb fight, and then there's the uh, 
conspiracy theorist. Uh, but it wasn't drinking. a comb, was it? It wasn't a comb. I'm correct. I thought they were It was absolutely a comb. Because if you lose, you get, you get scraped with it. Oh, it was I, I, know what, I know what a comb fight is, but I'm saying <laughs> it didn't like a comb, like a pencil. And oh, so, it looked to me like a comb. looked fatter, okay, maybe so. okay. uh, flatter and fatter than a it, pencil. Are, yeah. are, are we all old enough to have carried a comb in our pocket? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Grandpa. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I totally did. did. Yeah. I shaved I my head so I wouldn't did. have to do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. No, I, I wore, I had a comb back there. It would break all the time. It was a shit show for me. I never had a yeah. good time with you a sit comb. sit down because you have to get one of those really thick, thick, so brightly colored plastic ones. All right. No curly heads in our, our no, group then. No, no, not even I don't even know what your hair used to look like, Ibit. Oh, I'll send you a photo. <laughs> I had, I had curly. <laughs> I felt like my hair was a lot like Ibit's hair. It was very curly down, especially yeah, in the, yeah. um, <clears throat> in the rear or department. wavy. Yeah. yeah. Wavy, I guess is a better way to put it. It wasn't Ooh, tight wavy. little ringlets or anything, but wavy gravy. But I'd carry that that thing around be, mostly because I thought you were just supposed to. I hardly ever used it. It just sat yeah. there, yeah. You know, sat in my pocket and and broke. Well, you, but you had to have it because right. you'd have to go to the bathroom. You'd have to splash some water on it and then tap it on the sink to drop, you know, to get off the extra and then uh, brush your hair. Yeah, right. Comb yeah, your hair. Right. Excuse me, I said brush, brush, yeah. comb, whatever. Look, man. Uh, no, you it's do a big you. difference. There's a brush and there's a comb. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. I actually thought about. I, I I expected this out of this episode, and I actually thought about what if we tried to do the whole episode and never talk about the movie, but just talk about little <laughs> little stuff, little shits that comes yeah. up, like right. little interesting yeah. little things, because that's really where I want to know this movie. I want to like. You know, like there's just uh, all these little tiny things. A guy with a TV on his back. Why? I don't know, but I'm interested in understanding. <laughs> all I thought I about attacked. was, I just thought about Dunaway and his all the yeah, CRTs. I felt, I felt attacked yes. here yeah. in that part very yeah, much. Yeah, as you I should. Was like, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. It, Watch it. One of the interesting <laughs> things about the movie is your average movie, let's take, I don't know, The Matrix or something, 500 to 1,000 cuts in it, right? That's normal. Yeah. Lots of cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This only has 163. Yeah, we're just we're just handing off cameras, right? Basically, almost a third yeah. of them come from the last five minutes. By the way, when they do that Super Eight film scene, yes, that's, right, that's great. And and there would there's no reason really that this film couldn't have been. It would have been a, a an achievement for sure. Uh, but one long take, and that would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Although oh, I yeah. guess it has to be an overnight thing. So then it would be like a. You know, yeah. you you would have just seen it's, an hour and a half in the life of Austin as opposed to twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a little twenty four hours, right? Because we started yeah. out with him on the bus arriving, and then the next morning we had the old guy walking, which I like because it's like we mm-hmm. do have a re exploration as you get older uh, when you're no longer working. It's amazing what bullshit you can think of when you're not working actively yeah. employed. Right? Did it did it bother you guys that though that there was no connective tissue at all in the end like i kind of thought we'd come back around to link later leaving town again taking that lady's mm. because he stole that lady's purse we'll by the way it. I, I thought it, it was yes, it totally did yeah <laughs> i i felt like you know the old guy was representational of where the character that we introduced in the beginning ends up so i think it told the whole story to me you know what that's like, true that old guy is an old guy version of these hipster bastard kids yeah right yeah yeah and that's how he there's circle. a couple of different old guys in this movie who are that who are that thing. Yeah. Yeah. The anarchist guy who's yeah. the, who befriends the robber. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I actually feel like it ending at sunrise on Mount Bonnell. I, you know, that's everybody who was in their twenties and lived in Austin and did that at least once you go to clubs all night and then everybody goes up yeah. to Mount Bonnell to see sunrise. Like, I felt like that was like a, a perfect ending because the point of the movie is to not have a point. 
And mm-hmm. so, like, I I didn't want a tidy like wrap up or return uh, to something, you know? Yeah. Bookend with with uh, Linklater. Well, because I mean, it, during his dream, and you played it, I'd forgotten it until you played it at the top of the show. But he talks about, doesn't he talk about a woman getting hit by a car or something like oh, a dream about oh, a woman getting hit by? Yeah, a car he and, said it in our intro thing, I think. Yeah. And I didn't I notice wrote it down. until I, I actually wrote yeah. it down. I wonder if this guy is telling us what's about to happen in the rest of the movie. Well, let's hear, let's, hear, let's hear some of this again just to kind of get to see if we can glean something from it. Hold on. I just had the weirdest dream back on the bus there. Do you ever have those dreams that are just completely real? I mean, they're so vivid. It's just like completely real. It's like there's always something bizarre going on in those. I have one about every two years or something. I always remember them really good. It's like there's always someone getting run over. I think that's the reference. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I think the whole idea was he's setting up from the very beginning. And this is just a theory. Who the hell freaking knows what he was thinking? Yeah. But he is. He's he's created a new reality because that's what he's talking about there. He's just by thinking about it, he's created this new reality and he's walking into this reality and we're watching it uh, and everything that's this happened. So it, he he is omniscient. He, he knows what's going on. I guess so. I just I kind of thought we'd loop back to him or someone. I really wanted to see the story through of the weird son who ran over his mom and put that video mm-hmm. on. Right. Loop. But you did. That's not how dreams end, Scott. Did I? Yeah, you. you like it, and it's so straight. Like the cops just show up and they kind of calmly take him. Like I thought that was—I uh, don't know. There's something about it that really stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, that's that, what I'm yeah. saying. It's like this really strong, weird and beginning, and then was, forget that guy. We're he, moving and on. He was, and we were already seeing. Well, we were seeing uh, what could happen um, because he was. They were. They were. They were uh, telling us in sort of ways that he was in the military. He was, he had been ruled by structure by his overbearing mom military. And so his only way out of modern and polite society was what he did. This is what you get. This is the ramifications of it. Hmm. And so the whole movie is, is about people's uh, observations of assassins, which is just right. wild because you like, you would never go into this movie. Like it's slackers. It's all filmed in one take. And like, yeah, it's about yeah. how people think of assassinations all the time. And <laughs> right. Like- <laughs> and all of those people are considered anarchist and it was kind of playing mm-hmm. in and out of that. So it's a really brilliant, deep thought movie that annoys the hell out of you mm-hmm. by sticking his head so far up his ass that you just want to get out. It's like, I, I don't, know if, I don't yeah. know if it's that brilliant though. Like, cause it doesn't want to be brilliant, right? Like right. you have like, there's this really memorable scene where some guy comes across some woman and she's got a deck of cards. I'm forgetting the name of the deck of cards, but it, oh, that the, really, yeah. What uh, was it? It was like the, uh, the, the, the theory exposition or some weird, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that girl. Yeah. yeah, that girl made me want to And then there, there's, a, there's an art installation <laughs> coming together strategies. next to her about uh, ovarian cycles. And like, it's like this whole thing. It's really like, it's memorable because it's not, it's not got a point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. oh, that's fun and weird. And it's, 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 it's influential for a reason. Of, like, it had an impact on other filmmakers for a reason. It's just that I think that if, like, if you gave Linklater the keys to make a new one, to redo this and just rethink it, reinvent it, and do it for a new generation, yeah, I think it would be a lot I, better. I was thinking about somebody, that. Somebody did. In 2011, they did a, they tried to do a shot-for-shot remake of the film with some of the same actors, but a lot of new actors, but they updated it so cell phones are more more prominent um you've got uh, uh alex jones like the guy in the in the uh, the room so the two guys instead of playing comb fight they're playing we and, right. uh, and hitting <laughs> each other and the guy uh, who's doing all the talking during that point is um actual uh, alex jones alex jones 
because he's an Austin so guy, we, right? He's an Austin our native. What is this generation slackers? Is it? Is there something? Is like there, an equivalent millennials? Like, <laughs> millennials? <laughs> no, I mean, too big a group. Rude. You talking <laughs> about Gen Z? Like kids? Kids are my kids' age? Like Nick's age? Probably. Yeah. Um, man, they they may not. Yeah, have is there that. a term that they have for the the the? I love right. the the way you describe it though. Just you enough, uh, just enough education to be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's make a let's make a Gen Z movie just like this, and we're going to call it cringe. Mm. Yeah. yeah, cringe. There yeah. you go. Because millennial Gen, Gen Z had multiples of these. We had we had uh, Breakfast Club. We had uh, you know movies yeah. that define a generation anyway, yeah. where they're where the discussion about who we are and what we you know what our generation is. We had that. We had uh, Dazed and Confused was for the people in the seventies, but it felt like for us anyway. Um, still does. What was the? Oh, I can't think of the other one. But like, Mean Girls is a millennial deal, right? Like the millennials sure. really cue in on that. The '90s kids and stuff, Clueless maybe. But I don't know what disease is. They just are. They're they're well, inundated who's rebelling, with who's rebelling against the machine right now. I'm like, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit, but it's become such a large movement. They're too busy trying to, to pay any rent. Political dude. discussions here, but like the, the like the cancel culture where people are like demanding that we, you know, that the status quo quo changes. You know what I mean? So is that i don't know if it's cancer culture i wouldn't because i'd give that to everyone seems to enjoy well, that's what i'm saying that. it's it's well even even slackers there was even when it was in the, in the movie it was saying that there's more than just uh gen x in this slacker group but yeah it's but they were but they were like and they had things like, like hey we should change the money and get the get the mason crap off there whoever mentioned that in the <laughs> right movie, forget who that right, was right right so there's always uh, there's always going to be that i don't i think we're probably grasping at straws a little bit because Gen, Gen Z is so busy trying to pay their rent that I right. don't think maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. They can't yeah. they can't afford to be They don't have time. rebellious. They don't have time to sit around so, and talk about this shit. The it's way the, it's the wildest thing about this movie that every character you can you can assign some sort of success to, like a baseline of success. Like they're able to make rent even though they're living with three other people in a small house or whatever. And all these things that you can't really fix onto modern understanding it just doesn't where work there, mm-hmm. where is their comedies that anyway that's that's sitcom fodder <laughs> having to live with people you don't want to be right it should be right like if, if it was friends uh, everybody would be in the same apartment right. yeah <laughs> All six of company what's going on yeah. with this yeah 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 there's a bit of that is there any case okay so we've talked about we'll talk in a minute about the character that irritated us the most because i think this movie deserves that Oh gosh! Um, yeah. But do you guys have one that didn't annoy you? Because for me, it was the poor girl that had to listen to Conspiracy Boy in the library. She right. was fine. Oh gosh! Yeah, she yeah. Was who fine. just wanted to get out of that? Like, oh man, I walked down the wrong aisle in this bookstore. Yeah. Kind of. And yeah. prior to that, yeah, her I boyfriend would... sucked. Like uh, that guy she called. Everyone thinks you're an asshole or whatever she said about. Yeah. Him. Oh, is he the one? The bathrobe dude. The, uh the, no the, different dude he was the one he was walking down the street with her and then oh you know. all right he's the one who right that's right the one would still do the movie no i'm not really into it now i'd like to get away from you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i need some quiet time or whatever she said right. and then she ended yes, up being exactly. with the most serial ass killer bastard weirdo i've ever so right. for me it's easily that kid the jfk yeah. obsessive yes conspiracy a go-go dude yeah, yeah. That's, your, that's your most annoying my oh, least annoying has got it yeah, my least annoying is is CRT man because uh, you know. Oh, weird. You connect. Oh, really? 
I think I think you could call him least annoying because you have to make an appointment and go see that guy. He's never right. going to intrude on you. He's always no. in that room. Yeah, yeah. He's just try. He's he's got he's got something cool to show you. That's it. Yeah. That's all he wants from you. Hey, I got some cool stuff for you. Uh, hey, if you see some TVs out there, let me know. That's yeah, it. Yeah. He is like <laughs> he is like TikTok thirty years too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's internet too soon, is what he I is. I think uh, yeah. so. Uh, least annoying, my my the guy I sympathize with is the the I can't get a paper out of this damn machine, dude, oh, because yes. that would happen to me. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> dang it, he's I put the, the money in. I tried to do the right thing and not <laughs> take the, the free newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> he's the normie, right? He's, he's the normie, just, and he just wants yeah. to go in that coffee shop and he gets you know yelled at by you should stop traumatizing women with your sexual energy or intercourse whatever. or whatever it was intercourse. Yeah. Co- Coffee um, shop slash insane asylum. Yeah, what right. the hell was going on <laughs> yes. in there? The and first the thing guy, that Lewis happens. Black. Quit Lewis following Black, me. by the way, another like prominent dude is quit following me. That was Lewis Black. That was Lewis Black. Uh, different yeah. Lewis Black than that. Oh, not the, yeah. not the comedian Lewis Black. Okay, correct. Oh yeah, this gosh. is the this is the the guy in Austin who started. Oh, he founded a. Uh, the Austin Chronicle. The yes. Oh, yes. really? The, okay. The tabloid uh, newspaper. Yeah, that's, not the Austin American Statesman, Black. but the okay, gotcha. I saw it. I saw it afterwards. I'm like, oh, that was Lewis Black. All right, cool. And yeah. then just assumed it was the Lewis Black. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know. I don't have time to look that up. Since, I'm a slacker. Since yeah. you've already named uh, conspiracy a go-go dude in the bookstore as the most annoying, I, I'm going to pick because he would be my pick as well. I'm going to pick the other. Well, one of the other conspiracy guys, and I've mentioned him before, but he's the guy who. You're walking along. He can't read the room and say, "Oh, these people don't want to bother be bothered by me." But I'm just gonna walk along because they're kind of a captive audience and tell them, you know, my story. Yeah. And then when and then when the other guy, his victim, mm-hmm. is like, yeah. "I'm going into this house now." Yes. Like it felt like he just picked a random house. I'm going yeah. into this house now. Bye. Yeah. The dude just stands there and right. waits for yeah. someone else well, to. Even- yeah. Attack. Even says, "I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick around here for a little while and make sure we weren't followed." It's like, oh, great! So now I have to hide out in this house until I see you latch onto another victim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I, I hated that guy. I love hated uh, him. Yeah. yeah, but who was your favorite? Oh, favorite was the newspaper guy. Yeah, the, newspaper guy. The, uh, right. the guy who the guy who uh, didn't didn't have enough change and and then gets berated by the the lady when he says, uh, "Do you have any change?" He's like, "Get a job, dude." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I. I feel like I have a very different take on this, but it's just the way that this film hit me. So as I said, I really liked the lady standing on the street with the deck of cards. Those cards are called Oblique Strategies. Oblique Strategies. Yeah, yeah. It's a Brian Eno thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, which blew uh, my mind when I saw that in the trivia. It's like, oh wow, geez. Yeah. Uh just because like that was that was Austin to me. Austin was walking from your house. Uh, all the way down to the drag. So you're going to walk like 17 blocks on a Sunday morning and you're going to pass by every kind of person. And there would be someone that you just stop and chat with a little bit. Hey, how are you? And Hey, I've got this deck of cards of bleak strategies. Want to pull one? Yeah, sure. You pull it out. It says honor thy error as a hidden intention. Okay, cool. That's nice. What's your, (laughs) what's your friend doing here? I like her. She's a good person, Mm, you know? And, and then on the other hand, (laughs) I hated the old man so much. The old man who, the old anarchist. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in and disarms, uh, a guy who's trying to rob rob him of a TV and yes. he doesn't have a TV. 
I I hate that. I've met that guy. I've met yes, that guy I too. I've met both these guys. And that guy, he this particular one worships Leon Sholgosh and uh, Charles Whitman. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. He, he his his heroes are absolutely you know, <laughs> the worst people that ever lived and you know he's a hypocrite too right it's like he's he you can just feel yeah. it he's the kind of guy that will say all this shit but then behind your you know behind your you know it's like the daughter like said right she said. she piped yeah. in and said yeah he made all that shit up about france or wherever whatever it was I don't yeah know he's, what a, was. he's such a yeah yeah if anyone ever says to you their hero is charles whitman that yeah. is a person you should get far away from. Right? You know? Maybe it's and my just, twenty. Maybe it's my twenty twenty three eyes, but it looked like that old guy was trying to groom the would be robber. A little bit, the yeah. would be robber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Get his and guard of course, down, there's a you know, there's a moment in the movie. I don't know if it's with this old guy, but there's a moment where our main our our camera shot really gives you this huge van that says Ron. Uh, Ron Paul for president. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. He was running then yeah. that year. And it's like, yeah. wow. I guess he ran in 88. <laughs> this was a, but, this yeah. was a very particular time. Now, my favorite character to watch, I don't like or dislike him, but just found the most engaging uh, was your mom's new boyfriend guy who like was, yeah. was just gotten to a ride. He's like, oh, I need a ride to oh, town. The hitchhiker and, uh, who hated his step. Oh, that guy. Gosh yeah. dang, dude. Yeah. That guy. I hated him, but I liked him. I know what you're saying. I like watching him. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, He's something fun to watch. a little bit like... Uh, um, uh, Australian uh, red right hand did the music for Peaky Blinders. Yeah, uh, right. Gosh, why can't I remember his name? Oh, uh, 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 Nick Cave. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. There yeah. you go. Yep. Remind me a lot of Nick Cave for yeah. some reason. Uh, what? What? But I liked the guys who were working on the cars. I feel mm-hmm. like they're understandable, normal dudes. Yeah. But I couldn't stand how both they and the hitchhiker were walking all over that GTO. Stop yeah. walking yeah. all over the GTO. Yeah. Like, it's not really? cool. Not cool, man. Yeah. Don't be doing that to that car. I, was, I felt like that car deserved so much more respect than it was getting. Yes. Absolutely. I guess hats off to him for not giving the nerd, the, the JFK conspiracy nerd, too much shit when he walked by their car. Because that was the transition there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought they were just going to lay into him because he is so freaking annoying. It's like, what'd you find right. out? Well, I got some really great new uh, Jack Ruby stuff I'm found, working on. Right. Like, I found I almost have the entire collection of these magazines. Just need the Jackie O uh, article, you know, with the great interviews. That in kid there. made me want to die. Like, he should be, <laughs> like, I, I was thinking, and I said this in our chat, but I, if anyone is imprisoned for something, it's him. I don't know why. Right, right. <laughs> that the old anarchists, both of them are, like, in prison yeah. together. Yeah. Now. That's exactly They share it. a room. Yeah. One of them keeps a bird. Yeah. It's very Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> But it was that oh man that kid that just that's why I put that video you, clip in there. You were hoping that he would be involved in the next hit and run. That that guy somehow escaped the police, decided he was going to hit somebody else with his car. It was going to be the conspiracy at go go guy. Yeah, I really did. I kind of hoped we'd get closure, <laughs> that kind of closure on him, but we didn't. The, yeah. the cars in this movie make me laugh because he didn't just assassinate his mom. He hit her with a '59 Brookwood. Like, yeah, though yeah. it's so it's so clear. Like, you would recognize that car. It's yeah. like at that time, right? What is it? Thirty years old. Anyone would recognize that car if they if they had even seen a little bit of it. You know, <laughs> well, like, I mean, they I mean, they got to him pretty quick. They arrested him pretty fast. Yeah, they probably did get him. I guess because or, he because he hit out half a block away. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. He went to his own house and. You know what? See, that was what was weird. What was he doing? Why was it? Was he a future serial killer? Did we stop that early? 
no, we're not talking about that. We're going to move on to this guy trying to get her ride to the, you know, like what this right. movie. He, he I understand that's he, the point of the movie, right? The point well, is. Had, okay, so, right. Yeah. And so he had some, I found him really interesting, but I didn't get a chance to really think about him that much. But he has, you could tell he has a lot of order. He's uh, He's got like the short tight haircut he's got he's going through very specific uh things in the room he's going step by step he has these all these ritualized mm, yeah. things he's doing it's kind of- uh it's like he's broke from reality i didn't get a chance to explore if there was anything interesting there or not but i thought it was one of the more interesting things yeah i love a different movie, like you said i love yeah. catholic prayer candles with the print yes. on the outside oh yeah yeah yeah. I love those so much, and I've. Seen- I was worried about his hands though with that that match. Woo! That was some big fire. It was some big fire. Oh yeah! Oh god! Yeah, biggest of fire. Dude did not care about burning himself. Yeah, no. I, why? So I was really curious. Like, all right, why are you cutting pictures out of the yearbook and putting those in the candles yeah. to burn them up? Like, what specifically about those those pictures yeah. and his little diorama for watching projector films and yeah. like I said, I think. <laughs> I, I think what was being said there was, I guess, your interpretation is art. But I felt like he was, you know, he was rebelling. He was, he was broken. He had gotten so deep into the machine uh, that he was just broken, and he couldn't, he couldn't deal with anything. And so he was, rit- he had ritualized everything. I guess he had so. Ritualized his rebellion. I guess. You would and say. they really left it to our imagination. Like, yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. I think yeah. that is good. I, you know, at the in the end, the the strength of the movie, if they're, you know, they're, I think it's overlong and it has problems, but the strength of the movie is its non sequiturness. Yeah. It's kind of this, like, oh, all right, well, there's a little brief look at somebody. Okay, now let's go have a brief look at somebody else and. And why is that interesting? And I don't know that there's something to that for sure. And like you said, Tarantino and others maybe do it better, but even Linklater does it better. He does it better in the very next film. He does it in really, really brilliant ways. And, you know, I guess maybe he finally got the movie he wanted to make. That's right. Because this one was super cheap to it. He made this way on the cheap, right? No real actors. What? What did he like? 20,000? How much was it? 200,000? It was very low. 23 grand. 23 grand. 23 grand. That's why you see none of these people went on to do much else. Like some, but no, like Gene well, just picked them off the streets. They were not inspired. Most of them were not aspiring to do anything. They just he just uh, like recruited them off the street. Right? It was guerrilla filmmaking. Just yeah. So, yeah. This Gene Caffeine, who who is the mom laying on the street? <laughs> yeah, her fav- was credited as roadkill. Yeah, yeah. roadkill Road lady. Kill, yeah. Um, yeah. she's got this amazing IMDb photo, which is just literally her on the ground and Link later walking away with her purse. That's the love it and i feel like that's indicative of pretty much everybody else in the movie nobody went on to do anything you know (laughs) you'd be surprised to find them somewhere maybe this jerry delanon guy let's see he did oh geez well he did a movie called count all come uh oh my oh my he went to a totally different direction he did Uh some things sex freaks nazi sex experiments was he he in the uh the 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 little uh strangle porn film in the uh tv Uh, backpack guys no uh, he's the he's the He's the Batman T-shirt older guy, um, right? No, but I'm saying, <laughs> did he do a double role and get to be in that one as well? Oh, right, he right, right. Like a porn star. <laughs> our only, our weird nudity of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was weird, out of yeah. nowhere and very explicit. It's yeah. Like, well, it's one thing to just say, oh, there's a, I saw half a boob. 
this movie was like, hey, no nudity through the whole movie, except right here, which is fully porn. Here you go. <laughs> right. There's right. some porn for you. Yeah, but yeah. that guy's a, I guess he's a porn. He looks porny, doesn't he? He looks, he looks porny. porny. He does look porny. Yeah, in the worst way. <laughs> the question is, did the movie make him porny, or was he already porny? To I don't know. That's a good I question. I feel like you, he, you know, you see the still that Scott put in the the frame. He, yeah. he looks yeah. porny right. already. Yeah, yeah. He was, That's right. He was He's just going to stand out your house and outside your house and make sure we yeah. haven't been followed. Yeah, he was so weird. <laughs> Uh, Do the, not stand outside my house. The bar scene where they're shooting with that Fisher Price Pixel Vision thing—that um, was awesome. Man. My sister had that camera. It was so right. weird, and it didn't make. The thing is, I don't think it did sound. So I think the movie cheated there and had oh, absolutely dialogue where yeah. there was none because I don't think that camera recorded audio. No, the it fact was a fun looked, little idea that it would yeah. have annoyed the crap out of somebody. Because somebody has, you're just trying to go to a party and see people, and somebody go comes in and says, "Hey, I've got an art project, and I've just recruited everybody here." Oh, good. Yeah, I was hoping that's what we we're about to do. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. The movie on the whole just kind of shows if you want, if you want something bad, you know, you want a career as a director bad enough, yeah. make a slightly innovative student film, dude. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. being his first outing for this size budget, freaking, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Bravo! Slightly, it's innovative. It's a very clever concept. Execution, you know, not isn't isn't a hundred percent on point, but um, but it's a very clever concept. Yeah, yeah, and it and, it, and like I say, in in the right hands, and they might even be his hands again. This is a cool thing, or much cooler than it than it is. No, no, I do not want any more of this. I don't want to hear anybody else <laughs> street people pontificating. I get enough of that on social media. I don't need that. Yeah, but watch if you watch Dazed and Confused again. That's the movie. It's just better. Oh, Dazed and Confused is a good movie, but it's a bunch of voices instead of in one singular. Well, that's movie. true. They all come together, and it's more of a movie. Movie. You're right. It's it's not yeah. a gimmick of we're walking through the street and these are all the people's reactions in the street. And you're totally right about that. But I. I made notes about how I felt as I was watching it. And like my first big reaction about 10 minutes into the film was that thing. And I think Ibit had this too. Like who is, who made me watch this? Like who, who can I blame? (laughs) Who did this shit? (laughs) And and it's, it's amazing how, as it went, I kept returning to that in smaller ways. Like I was my, my sort of like pushback on don't make me watch any more of it became, Okay, but maybe the next scene will be better. You know, like it became uh-huh. it, like uh-huh. I didn't end up liking the movie. I just like I, I got used to it at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You do boiling in water, but I think I think this is recommended by people over the years, right? So I mean, oh yeah, I, no, sure, this is right? a, this yeah. is considered yeah. like a gigantic film for a lot of people. Kevin yeah. Smith, like I said, it's his like sole inspiration. He doesn't have a career without it's it. It's an important movie. How about that? It's yeah, I, I'm. I certainly am glad I saw it. I don't need to see it again. But nope. I, I like seeing the thing that influenced some of my favorite directors to do the things that they do, and yeah. like the thing that that you know was enough to say, uh, yeah, this is this is what made me want to make Pulp Fiction. This is what made me want to make Clerks. You know, sure. I'm yeah. so proud of us that we haven't been talking about Clerks nonstop for this far. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I uh, like it, it doesn't. Maybe we'll sack it someday, but it doesn't. Like this movie made me think about clerks but it didn't make me want to like watch clerks <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like, I, I will only ever watch clerks again for film sack because i want you, i feel like when, i know this is gonna be sacrosanct someone's gonna be mad at me for saying that but i don't 
I think Clerks is an important, another important movie. And once you see it, though, you're pretty good. You don't really need to. I, I like to run Clerks in the background as like having some friends hanging out at the mm-hmm. house. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch Clerks with uh, complete attention anytime soon. Again, unless, I, unless I'm exposing somebody who's never seen it. That might would get my interest again, but otherwise it's just it's sure. just turning on some old friends in in the background for me. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. in Clerks, Kevin Smith fixes all of the slacker problems. Right. Right. I'm going to have a small cast, a consistent cast. I'm not going to jump out of that cast too much. There's a little bit, but not a lot. They're going to be way more vulgar, like so yeah. much more vulgar than slacker. And I, I mean, that's a like a, a decision. It's a creative decision, but it works because it, the biggest fix is it's going to be funny. Slackers yeah. is a lot of humor. And mm-hmm. so the vulgarity goes along with that. It's great. Like it's so much better than Slacker because it feels like it fixes Slacker, you know? Yeah. Slacker in a way is the humorlessness of Slacker as is, is its biggest weakness. I, I really wish it was more. And it's supposed um, to be humorous, right? It's supposed to. Yeah. It just didn't work. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Was there a part that made anyone laugh that where you're supposed to laugh and not. Well, well, butthole surfer girls. So yeah, that's really yes. funny. Yeah. That's pretty much the height of all the comedy. Yeah, but is totally. it funny? Is it more like just uncomfortable? And it's it's funny when she you know goes on about it and then says, "Want to buy it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get rid of that. about how excited she is that she got that, it, and, that's and what, now she's trying to get rid of it. Yeah, that was the comedy for me. Is everybody so far had been like bucking the system of capitalism, and she comes in and she sounds like a slacker too. Turns out she's just a hustler. She's hustling. She's capitalist right there. Yeah, she's the opposite. Of, yeah, and opposite I, of I a slacker that. in a weird way. She was. Yeah. She was like a. I don't know. We had a hustler right here in the middle of our slacker movie. Like yeah, that. exactly. And they all—I mean, they used her for the the cover. I'm sure that wasn't yeah. planned until oh, she just yeah, later stood on, out, sure. right? She just stood out as a—I don't even know mm-hmm. what you call it. The, as a standout, uh, for me, standout. the the scene in in the Continental Club where the the guy whammo is kicking kicking everybody out got yeah. tell him to go yeah. home I, so I was so I love you, too. That, you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was it was um those moments i don't know i still have a hard time trying to decide what i thought of this i don't have a good way to describe it it's just mm-hmm. like there are things i watch in it and go that's awesome what a funny what a weird idea i love the transition i love that guy going to the restaurant and having all those weird people say dumb shit to him like I kind of liked all that, but yeah. then, uh, then the, the next Quackenbush Cafe is the name of that restaurant. Right. But when that it girl was... goes, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm late," and the other girl goes, "It's all right, time doesn't even exist." Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> shut <laughs> up. Tour. Like I know that's, we all that's... we all talked like a lot of. I shouldn't say we all. I don't want to speak for other people, but we all thought we had everything figured out at that age. And I get yes, it. exactly. But yep. eh, were we that insufferable? Because geez, yes. Absolutely. Were we? Were you? What'd it's you say? Like, what were you like, Brian? Come on, lay it on us, Dunaway. What kind of? Uh... I didn't. I'm. I've always been. I've always been an observer first. Um, I always go in and listen to everybody else before I speak, and sometimes that scares the shit out of people because I'll be, you know, I'm, I listen. I listen to everything everybody says, and then when everybody finally shuts up, I go, my turn. And, yeah. uh, and then I know I know everybody and everything because I've heard all your things. You've bled everything right there on the floor, and I just throw it back at you so that, that was that's insufferable right that is a little ass. it's a different but kind in, but yeah sure. when you were yeah. when you were 24 were you yes. like were you like busy drawing on paper it was absolutely. a very good year oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right i mean i i was drawn a lot at 24 and i think i thought i also knew a lot about things i didn't know about 
Yeah. Um, and I kind of, this that, movie made me mad at my, at my younger self a little bit. Yeah. And maybe I that's, that I oh, be, yeah. maybe that's, yeah, I knew that I couldn't be the cartoonist that I wanted to be until I got older, especially in my writing. Cause I knew I hadn't lived long enough because I'd seen enough, um, 14 year olds come out with love songs and I'm like, Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't know. Shit. And they all sound like the Meg Ryan, uh, poem from uh, Joe versus right. the volcano. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a perfect way of saying that. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's again, I, I admire the effort. He's in that generation. He's like 20 yeah. something here, barely. Yeah. And he's making this thing and he's got a giant career now. I mean, I can't fault the guy, but I can sure say his movie doesn't hold up. You know, I was, I was 23 when I moved to Austin and, uh, like for the next couple of years, I remember the, these things, like I remember friends coming and picking me up and then we would just drive around Austin and talk. Mm-hmm. And yes. like gas was below two dollars a gallon at the time, and so like you could it was afford to talk. Yeah. yeah, it was just, and we would just drive, and we would just look at the, we would look at the city, and we would talk about like politics and global events and stuff. And I, I can't can't help wondering if that was insufferable. Like if you would, if I put Scott in that car and made him listen, mm, would yes. he be just like, absolutely. But not at 20, you know, I wouldn't have been, I would have been like, yeah, man, totally. Like That's the only time it's insufferable. If you put somebody in the situation of that, like you and your friends hanging out, talking about that stuff, that's like almost like a dance, right? You all are in kind of similar situations and you get every, you get to talk about things that are all important to you. And it seems totally unique. But if you're coming in from the outside, it's insufferable. Just like us watching this movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I'm all, I'm all for like sitting there and philosophi- philosophizing about um, uh, Smurfs and the way they way Smurfs work. <laughs> like, I actually think that sounds like a really fun conversation to have with a friend, but I don't want to hear anyone right. else do it. You know? Yeah. You yeah. especially identify with the person who's being talked to. Yeah. Right. It's a good way. Of like in that. all yeah. these scenes where there's somebody just going off. You're the other guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I, I don't know. Like I, this movie made me, made me go, man, it'd be cool to make a movie like this. And then it made yeah. me go, yeah, but this would just, you'd never want to see this again. Like, do you think yeah. Linklater's at home going, please don't make me watch that. Freaking thing. <laughs> I think he has a healthy understanding of it. I think he realizes. He probably he does. So. I mean, I don't he know. He knows. But. I mean, it's his, yeah, it's his roots. It's, he knows the, yeah. The, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's true. And he's a, you know, dude's a Academy Award winning filmmaker. Yeah. Right. He's right. not just some schmoo who made a student film. Schmoo. And- he's a schmoo. <laughs> I don't know why the word schmoo happened. But. Is the schmoo, isn't that the ghost thing from some Hanna-Barbera cartoon? It was, uh, the schmoo was in the Herculoids, wasn't it? Herculoids. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. There yeah, was a schmoo right. in yeah. the Herculoids? Yeah, like a, like a ghost. It was a little white. Yeah, it looked like. Exactly. He's a ghost with a mustache. You've seen him. Oh, he had a mustache? I don't remember yeah, If I remember that. schmoo correctly, he was a ghost with like a little pencil thin mustache. Is that right? I just remember him being like a blob, like a little white blob. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, a little maybe. scruffy. Yeah, Scruffy you know it's not good. Mustache. I didn't just add this. I didn't just add this move to this move. It was no. There. Okay. You know what? It okay. Different from the because there were things that looked like this in the Herculoids, but yes. uh, looks like it might have even come from Al Cap. Al you guys say smoo or schmoo? Schmoo S H M O O. Okay. Yeah, and he's got like that. Oh, horn mustache. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a. It's like Homer, the sides of like Homer's head type mustache. First, first mustache you ever grew, kind of thing. Is is uh, 
Oh my gosh, I forgot all about this character. Gizmo. I, I yeah, the immediately uh, familiar. Bleep but... were the, uh, oh, the little right. white things from the Herculoids that look like this right. without the mustache. That's right. That's Herculoids, right. what a piece of shit. Uh, I oh loved no, it. with the giant rock dude. No, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Tops. Don't get me Are wrong. I loved it. Insufferable to our listeners pulling up all this weird ass. No, they need to go right watch up. Herculoids. It's great. It's yeah. great. Bad. No, because we could be if we were walking down the streets of Austin, we could be saying, "Man, remember the Herculoids? There was that big rock dude and the Triceratops looking thing and the couple of little goobers." I think the Triceratops represented. My <laughs> penis. Yeah, that's right. that's right. And the rock dude was the patriarchy. It really was the job yeah. of the space ghost to bring down the patriarchy. Oh my gosh, this but is exactly right. I really exactly wanted right. to do that one cartoon girl. Oh. So it was just Smurfs because it was Smurfs. It could have been anything. They could have been talking about He-Man or freaking, you know, something from today. Randy, you lived there. So can you say can you say that I'm correct in assuming that every shot where people looked really sweaty and hot was accurate in July and August or whatever? For sure. Absolutely. I, yeah. I wrote down and I made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to spend much time in this episode talking about Austin. Like yeah. it's changed. It was a trip. Like it was a trip to see this and go, oh wow, look, there's all these, you know, things that are don't exist anymore or like it's all tall buildings, but that's I think that's a little bit boring. Yes, it is the hottest place on earth in the <laughs> summer. I'm I'm shocked that they filmed this in August and September. Like I, I don't know I why they want, did that. I just want to thank Randy for uh using my people's language by calling it, it was a trip. I, I appreciate oh, yeah, it's a trip. the language of my people. It's a trip, man. I think we all, it feels like we all far out, man. I think it's the only carryover from that kind of, you know, where people would say, so we got cool. Cool is, yeah. yeah, I mean, that one just never, never will die. That just keeps never, never not cool to say cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a little four year old in my life who says everything is cool all the time. Constantly saying cool. (laughs) Cool. It's like, that's cool. I would like to, I would like to bring back. It's a gas. Oh, let's oh, not. Wow, okay. <laughs> Unless you smell something funny in the house, and then you say it's a gas. Right, it's, it's a gas. Everybody out. Get what out, about, quick. wizard. Oh, wizard. <laughs> it's a no, no. <laughs> wizard. Wait, what's that from? Who says episode wizard? one? Star Wars episode one. Oh, that's right. Oh shit, I blocked that out. Yeah, it's a good thing you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so there's so there's another Jake uh, kid. What's his name? Saying Jake uh, uh, Lloyd. Jake Lloyd said that. Oh, yep, during pot, during pot I mean, races. It's, it's no fetch, but I guess it'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd take uh, a fetch to, over that. To That's... answer your question, Scott, like it made me uh, jealous. I was jealous of anybody who got to live in that place at that time. So I guess the city of Austin is a character, mm, but it's right. not It's not really built up like a character, you know? It it's looks, just, to me, it looked like L.A., and I, I was for a while there thinking, did they just film this in L.A. and say it was Austin? Because they, they picked the worst places. Like, it was such mm. a shitty neighborhood, and the cement was all bunged up, and that guy that was out in his robe stepping up over the curbs and stuff, I was just like, this looks like a place I don't want to go with these people. Mm-hmm. Clearly not the Austin you know and love, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is this is all over. Like, they filmed, I, I feel like this was guerrilla-style filming where they're just like, we're, yeah. we're trying to like, there was a shot where you could see the, the boom mic. Um, like there, it's just like, where can we be <laughs> kind of there? unencumbered by the rest that. of the city constantly driving by or honking or whatever. Yeah. And so they're just, like, they're just around the campus of the university of Texas, lots of shots of the UT tower in the background. Like that's supposed to, You're that's supposed track. to give you feelings <laughs> because that's the tower that Charles Whitman stood on and killed people. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's just, 
it's not the city isn't presented in a way that makes it a character. It's just like it's you know it is a character, but it's not got a lot of character. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, part of it was dictated by his uh uh his resources, right? Because they didn't get any licensing for shooting anywhere around the city, so it was just a constant. Let's just sit up here and what we got is what we got. Let's film it. Mm-hmm. Let's get. Some- Let's go. One take. Uh, I know you're not yeah, an actor. It doesn't matter. We kind of don't want actors. Like it. It sure felt like they didn't want actors. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. You, no. You. You're too good. Yeah. I'll bet you every single person who appears in this movie got an agent. Uh, I'll bet yeah, you they yeah, every one of them so. wanted to be an actor. Well, you know? maybe, yeah. but none of them went on to go look at that IMDb. There is a, nobody did shit. Yeah, there is, a, and a lot of people just use their their five seconds from the film as their IMDb photo. The ones that actually have IMDb. And photos. you know yeah. what? Exactly there, what I would do. Yeah, yeah. There is I'm, a great uh, like a YouTube like a, a maybe a 20th anniversary celebration where they bring all the people up on stage um, in three groups to talk about. Um, who they were in the film, how they got picked. And a lot of them is like, yeah, I just happened to be working that day at the coffee shop. And, and Richard came in and said, Hey, do you want to be in a film? And, and gave me a set of lines. But, uh, but it's funny how a lot of people introduce themselves as the name that they're credited with in the film. Like, um, uh, uh, I mean, Richard Linklater even comes on stage and says, yep. Uh, I'm Richard Linklater. I, uh, uh, wrote the wrote and directed the film, and I also played. Guy should have stayed at the bus station. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't know, man. I I'm I'm not I'm not going to say this is the most conflicted I've been about a film sack movie because I'm sure there's been others. I know Dunaway sure. and and I with our whole Minority Report thing. That's pretty conflicted. <laughs> but I this one really left me going. Innovative genius, terrible garbage. Ugly, yeah. lovely. Like I, I was all yeah. over the map with it. Yeah, and I think I'm okay with it. I've come to. Yeah, I've come to Jesus yeah. with it. It's fine. Yeah, Jesus and I are getting along just fine. Jesus. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, what do you guys, uh, what do you say to some, some, some clips from the film? I can't wait to hear watch, what you did for maybe watch the movie. Yeah. No, like already made me watch the movie. It, it sent me messages. It's going to be tricky to get clips for. And, and I thought, oh boy, this will be fun. And it turned out to be mostly true. The first hour, not bad. Pretty good pickings. Second yeah. hour, terrible, terrible. Yeah. 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 So I'll play what I got and then you guys yeah, can decide. It's punchy dialogue. It's all long winded conversation yeah 
one-way conversation. It's like letting your grandpa have full reign of the living room on Thanksgiving. Just shut up. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, grandpa. Get out of here, old man. <laughs> Quiet, old man. All right, here's the um, should have stayed at the... Oh, no, we already did that. Wait, did I? Well, here it yes, is. Yes, I should have stayed at the bus station. Oh, yeah, we already did that. Okay, here's the... Com- he says this word wrong. Maybe it's all the porn in his life. I don't know, but here it is. Complete amnesiac, you know? Amnesiac. Stop it. Amnesiac. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. Too much porn. Go in the real world and don't say amnesiac ever again. I hate it. <laughs> Here is something about being on. Oh, that's that guy again. Moon on. The, uh, we've been on the moon since the 50s. We've been on the moon since the 50s. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great, dude. How about weird laser mouth sounds from him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's up there. Top three worst for me. Oh, they're all bad, though. Um, yeah. Here's an Uncle Fester reference. It's Uncle Fester. She's noticed in that little Oh, card. yeah, looking at the postcards. Yeah. Oh, That's another, another dick that we never even see in the film is the guy who just Harry. leaves his apartment and just leaves a stack of postcards with a little story about I, That made Gary's me want to die. Check in the bucket, right? Did we ever did we find out, Gary? <laughs> no, nothing. That's total. Or did I just everybody miss? in this movie this, is a chick in the bucket, dude. Yes, Everyone. it could be called Chick in the Bucket the movie. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. not a it's a it's a, a full family thing. combo meal KFC bucket of chicken yeah. in the buckets. There's just <laughs> yeah. And and everybody. that's actually where I think we have our, our biggest problem is that in parts where it was scripted, Richard Linklater made those postcards. He sat and wrote out and typed out and glued things to postcards for the actors to read. Yeah. And that, it's not interesting. Yeah. I, how did they? I, that could have been really interesting. It could have been. Yeah. 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 Just annoyed me. Oh, uh, here's more of that. Last summer, he thought about sticking his index finger in a fan. Well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It seems dangerous. She was very sweaty. That girl. Oh Just, yeah, she, was she uh, the one like gets on the bike with her friend and her pits are totally like she's totally she was, pitted out. I was, think that's yeah, her. Pitted out. That was people yeah. were oh. all pitted out all the time, man. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot in okay. Austin. Everyone looked like they had kind of had enough. Maybe weren't getting paid a lot, you know, that uh-huh. kind of thing. Because if this thing was only twenty grand, all that money probably went to paying people right. and film, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I had to guess. Many more of these, and the SAG would have to uh, strike again, right? Yep. It was that's right. <laughs> um, pull out your pull out your uh, your butthole and get ready to surf, because here's this bit right here. It's a Madonna pap smear. Okay, all right. <laughs> that sounds great. Here's this uh, other guy. He reminded me of uh, Back to the Future, the guy that was running for mayor, uh, Willie, or I can't remember his name, but he was so into it. There he is. Surgical strike capability of the oppressed. Thanks. Keep on keeping on. That guy. Remember him? <laughs> you want to buy a t-shirt for me? No? Okay, anyway, I'll just keep talking about bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this? You should I quit. I think I put an I in here by accident. It's a new... Uh, that's when you give up the Apple ecosystem. You I quit. Anyway, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> See what we got here. You should quit. Quit. You should quit. You should quit. You should quit. Get her out of there. <laughs> Short quit. You quit. should quit. Get her you out of that quit. restaurant. Who is like, she? The, was, is she the owner's kid? Post-it notes and uh, and then everything about that place. She's rambling. Guy says, "Better keep." knock it off or whatever. He wasn't doing yeah, anything. Stop following me. Yeah. He didn't do anything in the stop fall. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They should have ended the movie there. All right. Uh, here's that lady again. You should quit traumatizing women with sexual intercourse. 
All right. Well, if it's consensual, then I don't know. Right you, you should, but <laughs> uh, here's all that. I'm a medical doctor. Yeah, we already heard that. <laughs> she she is the best source of clips ever, though, isn't she? Yeah. Notice I, I, I spent a yacht and a G6. <laughs> you notice I spent a good four clips on her. So yes, you are correct. She yeah. is the only good clip source. Here's another one. What's this? She looks like uh, I don't know what this is. Look at Freud. Yeah, let's look at Freud. <laughs> yeah, let's look at Freud. That's the girl. <laughs> that's the girl I like. She was the only likable yes. person. Everybody else sucked. Uh, and then that right. thing about the Smurfs. The Smurfs, you know, and then they've got their little colony group together where everybody hangs, you know, in their one little group and everybody's right together. Everything flows real well. But anytime any one of them tries to take off and do their own little individual trip, that's when Mr. Evil comes down off. Yeah, that's enough. I don't want to hear that guy anymore. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Right. It is interesting to me how different there is. Like, there's two concepts. Uh, there's high thoughts, right? You get high and you have deep thoughts. Yeah. Right. This movie is not about that. These people are totally sober. This entire oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Every one of them is stone sober. They're having some other thing. Like, well, they conspiracy were something. They brain. had a bunch of beers around, but I don't know if that meant they were drunk or not. Can't tell. The Smurf people. They were. They were. They were like That's Smurf people. Smurf people. <laughs> uh, well, that does it for clips. Now this. It's time for the film soundtrack list. No one you know. Check. Everyone says stupid stuff when they would probably be embarrassed by it later in life. Check. And finally. Everyone was all sweaty and pitting out. Check. <laughs> Star Trek connections. I have to imagine there are zero here unless Link later did something in Star Wars or Star Trek. Also, you're almost right. Mm. Uh, we, we found one. Um, this is a, a barely in anything character actor named Charles Gunning. Um, he has been in a couple of like Link later things as a, as a character. Yeah. And he was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Whoa. So, mm. Charles, uh, in this movie, I mean, if it helps, he was the hitchhiker awaiting the true call. Oh, no idea if that helps. Oh. Uh, in, no, the, the hitchhiker. I mean, there was only one hitchhiker, guy right? jumped in the car. Yeah, waiting yeah. on the true call. Wait, oh, that's right, right, that right. Okay, fine. okay. Yeah, yeah, the call part. Yeah, your, mom's, your mom's new boyfriend is who I yeah. thought he mm-hmm. right. so that's So, that's Charles Gunning. He was in the season five episode, The Perfect Mate, which stars Fomka Jansen and Max Rodenchik. And he's like. potential. Yeah, he's he was a guy. He was this extra, but he was in it, and that's a connection. Yeah, and he hasn't done much else that I'm aware of, right? I mean, other than what you've said, it's pretty low. Nobody here has a big extensive IMDb except for Link later. I feel like his link came later. On that note, let's take a look at the uh, soundtrack grade. I'd give it a W for what what soundtrack? There really wasn't any. <laughs> right. It's a thing at the end. Yeah. Um, that did, that was just weird. And I think there was maybe some at the beginning with the serial killer guy in the house. I can't remember. But no mm-hmm. no theme. No, you know. Mm-hmm. No. Which is yeah, fine. It's, it's, it's too bad. If, if they'd gone around and paid bands around Austin like $1,000 to have a bit of their song in the movie, I'll bet they would have gotten all kinds of really interesting music. Yeah, I could see that. I, uh, I don't know. I was just surprised that it had none, really. Um, mm-hmm. All right, excuse me. Let's get down down to business here with the social media post. This is where you guys sum shit up in like I don't know two hundred and eighty characters or so, and then you post it on social media like Friendster, <laughs> whatever. 
So uh, let's start with Randy Jordan this time. Slacker, you can't send a girl in a package because she isn't male. If you try to lose, but you end up winning, then you actually failed. Mm. A gingerbread man is made of house and his house is made of him. If you were a tree, we'd call your legs trunks, but instead we call them limbs. If icebergs hit ships a lot more often, we'd give them a lot more fame. If you just always stay in your living room, you'll never die because of the name. Oh, mm. wow. That was deep, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I was watching the movie again. I know we're in a coffee Were those shop. on the back of postcards? Which one of them had Uncle Fester <laughs> on it? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I just made it all up. Yeah, it was good. Very good. <laughs> right in my head. Right that guy, that guy at the, by the way, that was robbing the house or trying to when the old man came yeah. home. He yeah. remind me of a mix of this older muscly Skarsgård vampire Skarsgård guy mixed with like the dude who's shirtless and in his underwear all the time and not in uh, Notting Hill. Do you get who I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it was like a weird combo. The, and at first yeah. I was like, do we know him? Is is this the other actor that maybe went on? No, it's just he did yeah. shit other than this. Oh, funny. Yeah. Really threw me though. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Dunaway, I believe it's your turn. Oh, it is indeed. Oh, hi. Slacker, like some collectible Madonna pap smear memorabilia from the 90s, is one pubic hair short of a sale. All right. I'm going to head out. SpongeBob meme attached. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's how the Z's do it. Yeah. Nicely done. Finally, Brian Emmett. I I couldn't decide. I wrote three this week. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, let sure, us, let us sure. judge. If you them. like any of them, you can have them. Right. Uh, Slacker, ninety-seven minutes of keep Austin weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, Good. number one. Good. Slacker, I feel like I'm aging like the kid in Boyhood during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's and good. Slacker, say what you want about the bad acting in this film. Okay. <laughs> yep. <that's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that was great. Say no more. I love it when the joke Brilliant. is ends in the middle. Yeah. You know what? I get why you couldn't choose. Those are all. Excellent. I know. The- Fantastic. <laughs> Those are all good. Let's find out if these alternate titles, once uh, thought to be just the property of the producers and directors, is also good or not. Where the hell is it? There it is. I couldn't find it. I was trying to eat up time. Here's what we thought of those titles. One was called, I don't know. I'm a medical doctor. And finally, <laughs> Madonna's pap smear. That would have been a bad idea. Yep. yep. Uh, don't yep. do that. I, I want to give you one little fun bit of trivia mm. that. Uh, it, it has really nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> this, this is actually, uh, this has to do with Brian Ibbett's, uh, uh, social media post. Oh, um, keep Austin weird, uh, was invented in 2000 when a local beloved librarian called into a local beloved AM radio station and said, keep Austin weird. And then suddenly, really? yeah. Why did I think that was so much older? You know, because I associate it with that picture, the hi there um, alien thing. I always think yeah. of that when I think of Keep Austin Weird, and that's much older. Yeah, a lot yeah. Older, I was right? I was living in North Austin when that happened, and like overnight, everybody mm. had it on a T-shirt. Mm. Well, now Austin's getting real weird because everyone's moving there. Yeah, everybody moving to Austin, bringing the weird with them. Yeah, that's it's just fun. it. It kind of became San Jose about ten years ago. Yeah. Still kind of going, which is fine, by the way. I think that's fine. Now we're um, I we heard Sam Wise is retiring from Blizzard after 32 years, and is I think he's moving down there. 
think. Oh, he already lives. He already lives in uh, Dallas. Oh, was he already remote? Yeah, he or not remote. To Dallas some time ago. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Great guy. I love you, Sammy. Yeah. This is sad. Not sad. Thanks news, for listening. Just bittersweet news about that because you know I don't know that dude's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move on to emails. None. Let's do a uh, voicemail is what I wanted to do. Okay. We're going to play this voicemail. It's about the word Nimrod, which we use on the show sometimes. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Hey, and uh, this guy wanted to make some clarifications about the word Nimrod. Here you go. This is Arctic nerd. Um, I oh. was just noticing that you called somebody Nimrod and I wanted to give you a little bit of background on that. Um, he's actually Nimrod is a biblical figure. Who's like the great grandson of Noah, uh, so, you know, uh, he was a great king in the land of Shinar. He was a mighty hunter. So, anyways, uh, there was a Bugs Bunny cartoon <laughs> where uh, Bugs Bunny calls Elmer Fun Nimrod. And apparently nobody knew who that was. And so that became an insult. But Nimrod was actually a character from the Bible who was supposed <laughs> to be a mighty hunter. So nobody really got the joke. Hope you play this. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Now, there's two reasons I played it. One, I like the reference. I like you pulling an old episode thing we talked about, bringing some clarity. That's always good. Number one in my book. Number two in my book is you sound like the movie Slacker. You sound like someone sitting at a table (laughs) talking about shit in a way that reminded me of this movie. So I thought it would be perfect for today's show. Uh, that's Love great. Yeah. Plus, I didn't know that. I've been uh, brainwashed by Bugs Bunny and to using that word myself is... Uh, I mean, I knew Nimrod yeah. as a biblical term or a character, but I didn't know uh, I didn't know about the, the Bugs Bunny turning it into an insult or, you know, changing right. the meaning of it. I had no idea. I know if, about it from like, yeah, the insult, but also there's a Marvel uh, robot. I think he was a sentinel, yeah. giant glowy yeah. red yeah. sentinel that... Uh, uh, his name was Nimrod. Was I remember that. His name was Nimrod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a horrible name. Like it really is. Exactly. I'm going to call my robot Nimrod. Nimrod. It just sounds like a dumb guy, which is how I use it. But no offense to the mighty is warrior. You, is that how you use your Nimrod? I heard yeah. that. About you. <laughs> is that how you use your Numrod. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Nimrod, live on forever. Let's. Oh, and if you want to leave a voicemail like that, you can be just like that dude and uh, call us 801 471 that number also works for texts, and you can email us at filmsack at gmail.com. I would like to welcome some brand new folks to our Patreon this week, Ben Bowling and Bill Rudder. Uh, Bill Rudder, keeping us straight on the straight <laughs> yeah. path, I guess, with his rudder. Anyway, you guys are awesome, and if you want to be like them, do go to patreon.com slash filmsack. Sign up today. Get no commercials ever. Pre-show content every week. You're going to get host specials every month. I'm putting one together this month all about perfect films. And no, I'm not going to spend the whole. I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about Fury Road. All right, Uh, but you are going to talk about it. It's on my list, so I have to mention it. But I promise not to go on and on about it. But I think there is a literal handful, maybe ten films I consider to be perfect, and I can't wait to to hear what people think. Because I'm also going to try to define what that even means. Chat on them. Yeah, you can chat all over them if you want. Mm -hmm. But I think it's hard to define, and that's the fun of this, is I want to hear people's feedback on how they define a perfect film, because I'm sure we're all going to be different. Anyway, that's the thing you only get as a patron, and you get it no other way. So get that going. You also get art in the mail. It's movie-related, all that sort of fun stuff. So check it out, patreon.com slash filmsack. Next week, we are doing Swiss Army Man, what? Mm. Wow, we're going from weird that's to not really weirder, a thing, is it? Yep, Swiss yeah, Army that's Man. Yeah, uh, that's Harry Potter. Gets the he's uh, yeah, he's in a. It's the guy who directed movie. or the pair that directed uh, uh, everything everywhere all at once. 
Oh, yeah. Daniel so Scheinert and Daniel Kwan. Yep. Interesting. All right, cool. Paul, Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, look at Paul Dano. Is this Dano. one where Harry Potter is dead the whole time? He's, yes. Okay, cool. cool it's cool. like Weekend at Bernie's except useful. <laughs> that's not yeah. a uh, not a spoiler, right? Like he's... No. no. I think the trailer... Oh, so that's like in the trailer or the yeah. freaking cover art, too. Oh, Jesus. man. You had me at Paul Dano and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, dude. Fan of both of those two. Like, I like everybody we've involved. Had a, in we've had a lot of requests for this. It's apparently gotten a cult following like even though it's only like seven years old yeah so yeah let's yeah. go yeah now we got you know these oscar winning directors here so we should enjoy ourselves that's next week and that's currently streaming where that's on max. hbo max max again man Jeez. Yeah. Max, wow. max. Max. yeah we're gonna, much we're gonna break off hbo max after this one but we've been in like two straight months of hbo max yeah. freaking zaslav is big longer. as big as zaslav is, is a dope and keeps cutting shit he shouldn't and all that stuff i will give them credit for still being a place where most movies are like you just get yeah. them that's yeah well it's already done away we're gonna say thing right no that's hbo's thing the the movie thing that's what i love home yeah. box office yeah. yeah right they're living up to their their origins and then, yeah. then they cancel cool shit from John Cena, and it makes me mad. So F off, Zaslov. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That is going to do it for today's show, this week's show. Filmsack.com is our website. You'll find links to everything we talked about there. We'd love it if he's left us some reviews. Tell your friends. Push the show around to everybody and just show them why you love it. All right? All right. All right. All right. Filmsack.com. All right. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I am a medical doctor. We'll see you oh. next time. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.